A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wrestle, 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 wrestle. And welcome back to Mindset Monday. We are back talking about how to master your mindset during the winter break in wrestling. That's right. We're back again. Obviously, it's nighttime, but we're still ready to roll. So we got Christmas coming up. We got the new year. We got New Year's coming up. Long break. We're off from school. High school's got about 10 days off. College, you know, they might have a month or more off from school. So there's a lot of time where things are done a little bit differently, right? Our schedule changed. Anytime there's a, um, a schedule change, we got to address our action plan. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how we can adjust the action plan, how we can prepare for this break mentally and physically. So the first thing I think comes to mind is weight management. You got the holidays coming up. You have Christmas coming up but you still have to make weight. What do we do? What do I do, coach? Right, and what you'll see here is that everything here is either directly or indirectly related to mindset. We're gonna hit on a little bit of mindset, um, a little bit directly on nutrition, a little bit directly on technique, a little bit directly on strength, and then a little bit directly on mindset. But those first three areas all indirectly have to do with mindset, that it all comes down to your approach and what you're doing. And obviously some of our best teams and definitely many of our teams have started their mindset training right now in December, where if you're seeing this in January, still not too late to start, but making sure you could still get a lot of team mindset sessions in between now and the end of the season if we're doing it weekly. But first thing we hit on our nutrition, right? That was number one. Weight management, nutrition. That's right. Okay. So during the holiday time, you have to remember that your family and your friends are not in the same boat as you are. You know that already. But it's easy to get sucked into that. I know when around the holidays, our parents, grandparents, friends, there's a lot of Christmas cookies coming into the house, a lot of different things. And you have to just remember that it's a short season. It feels like forever when you're in it, but it's a very short season. So you want to do things right. Don't blow it on your nutrition plan during this time. It's not worth it. You could have a snack here and there, but it has to be premeditated. In other words, it should never be floating around like, oh, hey, today, I just blew it for dinner. I mean, if it happens, it happens. You could, you could deal with that later. But the point is, have a plan for when you're going to have your quote-unquote cheat meals. So know you're different than other people. It's a short season. 
have a plan before you go into the holidays, especially a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You need to know where you're going to be, what do they normally serve, and what are healthy alternatives for you to have. So like anything else, it's having a plan. Easy to say, not so easy to do. That's why the mindset training is important because we could all say that we all know it's important, but you want to put that down on paper and have a plan. That's step one. That's right. Then how about as a coach? So, you know, as, as a coach, it's tough. You have a lot of, of your wrestlers that are cutting weight and they might be doing different things to lose weight. They're managing their weight a little bit differently. One thing that comes to my mind is just making sure that the team understands that practice is still time to get better, right? So we're going to do our weight management after practice. If you have to stay around after practice, put on the sweats, get on the bike, go for a run, jump rope, whatever you're doing to, to lose some weight, that's after practice, but it can't be something that's done. That can't be the focus of the practice ever. <laughs> the season's too short for that. Right. And we get it. We were in your shoes before the wrestlers. We were in their shoes before. We know what it's like coaching. Now we know what that's like too. Also guys come in, they're thinking about the number on the scale, what they weigh in, what they weigh out. So that the, the mindset has to be, okay, if you are going to warm up, with sweats and do your drilling with sweats on long sleeves rather you can do that but you're not thinking about losing weight there you're thinking about getting your workout in you're thinking about warming your body up as soon as you move into a conditioning portion of practice and as coaches you need to let them know we're doing conditioning now we're doing live now the primary purpose here is focusing on <laughs> go as hard as you possibly can you can't do that with long sleeves on. So even if you have those long sleeves on at the beginning of practice, you're not thinking about that while you're out there. You're doing your warm-up. You're doing your technique. That should be your focus. In fact, I would tell the athletes that if you see that if they're starting to slack off during their warm-up, they're not taking their warm-up serious, or they're not taking the technique serious, they should automatically have to take those long sleeves off. Automatically. And maybe you give them one warning. But then after that, you got to pull the plug on that because that's not the point there. And then again, during live, during conditioning, that, and that has to come off because you can't put forth a full effort um, like that with, with that on. Also, coaches, don't crank the, the heat up in your room to a ridiculous temperature. I know there's a lot of coaches that are doing that. It's, it's not good for the athletes. If there's puddles of sweat, now I get it. High school is a little different than college. College, the guy, there's huge puddles of sweat. That's why I definitely don't recommend that in college. And plus, guys are sweating for it. Um, but even in high school, we had a probably colder wrestling room. I would have, I would have liked it if practices started a little bit warmer. I get it. But then the temperature should be coming down as guys' bodies are warming up. So, coaches, you're enabling it if you have an extra hot weight room, uh, weight room, wrestling room. Wrestling room. So don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You want the athletes to put forth that solid effort. Don't pride yourself on being, um, you know, the warmest wrestling room that all the other teams like to come to because they lose the most weight. That's ridiculous. I, I coached the rec program here in town and I went into the wrestling room directly after high school practice. It was one of the hottest wrestling rooms I was ever in. It was hot. I, I think they had weight certification. Uh, the school was shut down for a week because I believe the coach had COVID and a few of the athletes, but it was hot. It was hot. We had to open the door. We had to crack all the windows. It was, um, you, you got to imagine it's just going to be really difficult for the team to get a good solid workout and the focus. Even our kids, our four and five-year-olds, they were, I had to say they're a little bit more rowdy than usual. I'm sure a lot has to do with the heat. And that's, and that's how it's going to express itself with the young kids, with the four or five-year-olds. With the older kids, it's going to express itself as 
really coming in looking like it's a job and tired. I mean, if you walk into a real hot wrestling room, you're going to, you're, you're tired right away. You're not, you know, you don't feel like working out to that same extent. Even if the guys say they're ready to work out, what they're really saying is they're ready to cut weight. One of the big points we're going to hit on during this pod or vlog or whatever you want to call it, it's that this mindset Monday is that you need to keep things fun. You need to be having fun when you're practicing. You're not having fun when it's hundred degrees in the wrestling room or anywhere near that, obviously. That's, that's the next topic I had written down. We, we got to keep it fun. And I think part of what we mean by that too, is we got to keep the guys motivated because it's the winter break could become, it could feel like forever. I remember being in college and it's like four or five weeks where, you know, everyone else in college is home. They're with their families and their, and their friends. And, you know, it's they're, they're, the, the living is pretty easy, right? Whereas we're at school, you know, we're in a dorm room or in a hotel and there's double and triple sessions every day. It's got to be fun, you know, to keep, to keep the team motivated. If, if it's not fun, if they're not enjoying it, if they're not motivated, then the physical is shot. I was just talking to one of our athletes and we have bigger problems if, if we're not having fun, we have bigger problems than how do we maximize practice? You know, how do we optimize the results? How do we, you know, come in with a plan, with a purpose? If, if we're not enjoying it, it's going to be really tough because we all know once the mental shot, the, the physical is gone too. So we got to, as coaches, we have to find ways to motivate our team and to make it, to make it more fun. So how do we do that? Right. As we said, definitely not having a really hot wrestling room. <laughs> but, and the focus can't be completely all on the camp. Focus can't be completely on losing weight. In fact, even not mostly even on losing the weight. Um, the focus really should not even be fully on conditioning. Now, again, does that mean don't go as hard as you can when conditioning and live wrestling go? No, no, you, you need to be giving a full all out effort when your team is doing conditioning. You got to go hard and you have to be intense all out for live and for any form of conditioning that you're doing. Yes. But it shouldn't be a ton of speed drilling. It shouldn't be a ton of, of hey, you know, we, we really have to get these guys in great shape. Like, yes, there's a, during live wrestling and during your conditioning, you should be pushing them as hard as they can go during that segment. But the whole practice is not conditioning. We did that a lot. Like our, our warmups were intense and then our drilling was intense. And it's, uh, you know, just throughout the season and it just made for a very long, hard feel. Uh, even the music you listen to, if you allow your athletes to listen to music, sometimes that helps. Let them listen to music. Monitor the music that they're listening to. Sometimes change it up a little bit. In other words, it shouldn't be the same thing all the time. I mean, my senior year of high school, it was Linkin Park and um, System of a Down, Chop Suey. And it's like we listened to the same CD basically every day. And it was hard and it was intense. And you just, you, you know, you don't feel good. So Think about the music. Think about, as a coach, you need to think about the climate that's going on in the room. If it's the same music all the time, if it's the same intensity all the time, if it's the same exact structure every time, it's going to stale out. So from time to time, you need to shake things up. And you explain that to your athletes. Like here and there, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to change up the order a little bit. We're going to change up the, um, the warm-up just a little bit. Why? Because we don't, we, you know, we don't want to stale out. We want to keep things fun. We want to keep things new. Even basic games, your dodgeball, your volleyball. I build that stuff into the practice. Matt Ball, I love that at practice. But just building in little things like that that make it fun. And, you know, like, like Gene said, it doesn't have to be hard drilling, live wrestling, and then sprints and conditioning after every single practice when you're doing double sessions or when it's every day. It's like... It, 
all three of those are important. You got to do them at some point, but it doesn't have to be all three every day, sometimes twice a day. Right. And there's got to be a lot of focus on technique. That's the thing. You become a better wrestler by getting better at your technique. So as a wrestler, and especially as the season goes on, focusing on two main things, your power offense, which is what we call our, our three best moves on neutral top and bottom. So practicing those three a disproportionate number of times. Now, this, of course, goes for your more advanced wrestlers, your beginners, your more intermediate guys, especially in high school. They don't really know that to the same extent. So then you might you might um, tell them, encourage them to do a variety until they kind of find a little bit more of a groove, certain moves that are working more for them. But your best athletes, the best wrestlers that are doing this on a year-round basis, you ba they basically know their best two or three takedowns, their best two or three turns on top, their best two or three turns on bottom. If they don't know them, in fact, you want to, this is something we address. You want to make sure they can name them off the top of their head, have them write that down. That's part of our, our mindset worksheets, our curriculum. So they should know that they're drilling that disproportionately as well as their two or three biggest improvement areas. I remember doing a lot of practices, a lot of club practices, and even some individual practices and not addressing, finishing my front headlocks, Matt returns on top, getting out of the legs, weird side when my opponent's, you know, on the weird side cross body ride, very specific situations, not doing it. Guys, guys in on a high crotch in my left leg. My defense isn't very good. Well, in high school, neither leg defense was very good. And very few of my practices were specifically geared towards that. But it's coming in, grind, grind, grind. No, you need to hone, hone your craft. And so if you're a wrestler, when you're doing your club workouts, Ideally, it'd be more individual type workouts, and it's not conditioning. You don't necessarily even have to break a big sweat. I mean, we thought practice had to be you warm up hard, you drill hard, you go live. It doesn't have to be almost any of that. You could go right in, warm up a little bit so your body's loose, and go directly to your main area that you, that you need to work on, your um, improvement area. Go right to it. You might not even break a sweat in a half hour, 45 minute extra practice. Yep. Our, our college teammate, Matt Dwyer, he sent us a good video. I don't know if you watch it. Carrie Colot was talking about drilling. He said a big mistake a lot of people make with drilling. So talking about your power offense, he said they come and you say, all right, go drill for 10 minutes. And they drill their, their best takedown. Sometimes they'll do their best two, three takedowns, but it's same setup, same takedown, same finish, right? So it's like if I'm an ankle pick guy, it's like underhook, head position, rotate, ankle pick, finish, right? He said do your best takedowns, but do them from different positions. Okay, well, you know, what positions are we in a lot? Um, we, we have a front headlock. Okay, well, how do you get to an ankle pick from a front headlock? His head rolls out, you snap to the side, ankle pick. Okay, well, where else can I get a, uh, an ankle pick from? A Russian tie, block the leg, ankle pick. Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a front headlock. Clear out of the front headlock into an ankle pick, maybe from a Russian, but finding different ways so you're, you're not just doing same setup, same takedown, same finish. Maybe it's the same takedown, but you do four or five different setups to get there. And you look at what are the common positions I'm in in wrestling, right? And then the same thing with finishes. It can't be my number one finish every time. Maybe go to the number two, number three. So I know a lot of this is addressed during sparring, but I think part of our drilling too, we could build that into drilling or even speed drilling where it's best takedown, but four or five different setups. That can make a huge difference. Right. Absolutely. Just, just being more intentional about your drilling. And again, for advanced wrestlers, that's even more important. That's right.
So a couple other exercises I have, mindset exercises we could do to, to build, to making it more fun, building motivation. Uh, one, one simple but really effective exercise, just take some time, have the team write down what do they like about wrestling, right? Better yet, what do they love about wrestling? And then maybe specifically, what do they love about practice, right? What do they love about competitions? What do they love about dual meets? What do they love about tournaments? But actually writing that stuff down and then as a coach, you want to know those things. You want to know what is what do the guys on my team really enjoy about it? You know, if, if half the team likes a certain thing, maybe I could incorporate that a little bit more into practice, being, being creative, you know, or it's still productive. But I know my guys are enjoying mat ball. Uh, nine out of the 10 guys really like mat ball. So, so we, we in, in, implement that in the warm-up. You know, it's something simple that we could do. And maybe that has a big impact on how much fun the team is having. Right? right. So it's making sure that they take some time. So that would be just a practical exercise. Get out a piece of paper, break it down into different categories, practice, dual meets and competitions. What, what do your guys love about wrestling? Right. And have them write it down. We recommend even putting that up in your locker. You might have your goal in your locker. You should also have the things you love about wrestling to remind yourself on a daily basis. So it's not that grind all the time. And uh, even little things like hanging out with my friends during the season. I remember a big thing we got together with the guys more in season back in high school, uh, going to Chicho's pizza together. That was nice. Uh, shooting some eight, shoot, shoot some eight ball, shooting some eight ball at Adam's house. Right, we played some, uh, that's right. We played some pool. <laughs> a little but, bit. But, but no, but really, but how, but how frequently were we doing that outside of the season? Now we were doing it. That was good. It was fun, but it's even more important to not just do it, but to know, Hey, I'm doing this because it's fun. I'm building it in. Like I want to enjoy this. Like you have to be intentional about that. So when you're having fun, it's not like, Oh yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I did something with my friends today. Oh, that was a good time. In other words, they call that in psychology, savoring. It's very important to savor the good moments. And during wrestling season, there's probably no more important time for you. Um, of course, adversity that could happen in life, but you have yeah. to savor. And I don't like to say have to, need to, or ought to, but I'm going to say it this time. You have to, or you better savor those good moments during the season. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive an $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Yeah, I was just talking to a wrestler. He's a high school senior. And we were talking about making sure one of the goals of the year, as funny as it sounds, is to enjoy the year. You know, it's like when I was in high school, it's kind of like either you're having fun or you're on a mission. They're not mutually exclusive, right? You could do both. <laughs> you could do both. You could be on a mission and you could be enjoying it, right? I kind of looked at the two. It's like I'm either here or you're having fun and you're screwing around. It's like, no, you could do both. 
and and regret is a lot of a lot of times in high school maybe is just not having as much fun as we could have that doesn't mean I would have trained any less or been less disciplined. I would be more disciplined if I could go back to high school and college wrestling. But, you know, the regret would be not, not enjoying some of it. I mean, and, and like you said, yeah, sure. We stumbled on uh, upon some happiness. You know, there was some fun that I had during my senior year, but if it was something that savored in some of those moments, if I was intentional about it, if I knew and was thinking about it on a regular basis, what, what do I love about the sport? What I love about practice, it would have just been much easier to do. You know, you could be more successful and, and, and enjoy it more. And, and especially in our natural personalities, we're more to like laugh and enjoy, and enjoy life and to, and to have a good time. But we took wrestling serious as all heck. And I mean, we were really trying to win. I mean, we were really, we were really going for it, especially in the high school days. You know, college wrestling wasn't as broadcasted as it is now, but high school was like, you know, being a state champ was, was everything. So, but, and, and like you said, that was a good point that, I would have been more disciplined, but looking back, I definitely would have been more disciplined, make better decisions, especially with my sleeping, my eating, being more, everything we're saying on the call, basically. But I would have made it a goal to have more fun. And that, that's hard to do without a mindset coach who's actually with really? the team. And as an individual, to be working with you, some of you coaches, you have, you have kids that wrestle or play other sports. This is why it's important for them really important for them to have a one-on-one -on -one mindset coach because it's still hard to do that. We're speaking to these athletes one-on-one -on -one and they have a much better shot of keeping it fun because we're constantly pressing that button. Otherwise, especially the more serious wrestlers, we're doing it all year round. They're really looking to win. It's hard to keep it fun. So it, it, it takes a full team, just like you have that, that strength coach. That mindset coach is huge for your team's success. Yep. Another one that I made a note of a practical exercise you could do with the team, writing down their motivational buttons. You know, what motivates each guy? Is it a certain podcast? Is it a certain song? Is it a certain soundtrack? Um, certain type of music, a quote, a picture, writing that stuff down, helping the team identify what is it that motivates you and then encouraging them to do that more. And when somebody doesn't seem as motivated, it's like, hey, did you you know, are you watching, are you watching Rocky? Are you watching Rudy? Are you listening to this music? Are you, you know, listening to the Spartan Up podcast? Are you listening to the, the wrestling mindset podcast? Whatever it may be, it doesn't really matter. Understand what motivates you, make them think about it, and then understand that about the team and making sure that they're spending maybe even a little extra time doing that during this, you know, winter break. Right. And I think that goes to when we speak about our goal setting, we talk about the majority of your, of your time should be focused on your action plan. So that's, that's what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis concretely. Um, and of course, built into that is your mindset. And built into that mindset is keeping things fun, right? Part of that mindset is also staying motivated. So it's both of those things, which are hard to do at the same time without direct work on the mindset, staying motivated and keeping it fun. But there's definitely a way to do it. And I think big mistake we made when we were competing and maybe a lot of coaches focusing too much on the goal. Uh, we focused, I'll speak for myself, definitely focusing way too much on the outcome goal and far too little on the day-to-day -day action plan. I was going through the practices. I was going through the club workouts, um, but definitely not enough time on the, on the action plan. At the time where you go back to thinking about the outcome goal is any times you're feeling tired, bored, lazy, peer pressured, like let's say a holiday, everyone's having a good time, you're with your family, you're with your friends, and now you start having the Christmas cookies. 
right? Those kind of things. You start having the cake or dipping into the pie or whatever it is, right? Or friends are going out partying, staying up too late. Um, that's the time, or you know, you're 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 texting late at night or you're on social media. That's the time where you really want to say, hey, I'm looking to be a state champ. So buckle down in those moments. But as a coach, that's what you want to tell your athletes. Focus on the outcome goals when you're feeling tired, bored, lazy, or peer pressured. Uh, other than that, it's focusing on the action plan, the day-to-day, staying motivated, build up motivation in different ways, like you said, with whether it's music, YouTube videos, any kind of clips, anything that gets you going, quotes, um, as well as keeping it fun. Sure. How about lifting? I have that down as another thing that we could be really looking at during this time, making making sure that's something that's very we're very serious about because it's easy to get in the habit of just practice every day. And then we forget about our lifting sometimes. That's an important time. And now is probably a time you could at least double down on that um, when there's a little bit more time. There's no school. Yeah, our brother Greg did a real good job with that during his uh, senior year of high school. He made sure he lifted at least once a week on his own. So Sunday, instead of going to the club workout, he was he was never at that club workout on Sunday. He always got a, he always got a lift and he did a longer hour and a half, two hour lift that day. And he stayed strong throughout the season. Whereas us, I remember even thinking like, hey, it's good that we lose some muscle during the season because it's easier to make weight. And that might and that might happen naturally. But again, the goal is not muscle. The goal is strength. Right. So and we know from uh, Tom Barry over at West Side Barbell, Louis Simmons, right hand man, when he was on our, our, our show recently or a couple months ago, he said even during the season and he's, you know, sometimes working with these Ohio State wrestlers. He, he wants them lifting two days a week. You have an upper body day. You have a lower body day. It's important. It's, it's real important. There's no sense breaking your back in the gym all year round if you're just going to pull the plug on it during the season. So it doesn't have to be long. In fact, the lift should take somewhere between 45 minutes and 90 minutes. Um, you don't, you don't want to be going through a lot of things there. You hit on the big compound movements, uh, large multi-joint movements. In other words, you shouldn't be doing curling or tricep extensions, things like that. Um, unless you're like warming up or something like that, but there's no reason to be doing that compound lifts. Talk about the five core lifts, squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, uh, shoulder pressing, but make sure you're doing it with your, with, with the dumbbells. You don't want your hands turned out away from your body and, and bent over rows and variations of all those exercises. So yeah, two days a week, upper body day, lower body day. Don't blow it in the season. Doesn't have to be longer than, than, you know, 90 minutes. Keep lifting. The other thing I had written down is just one-on-one -on -one meetings, taking some time during, if, if there is more time, try to meet with people individually. If you can in person, obviously that's ideal. If not, you know, on the phone, on Zoom, on Skype, this would be a really good time for that. Just take some time to get to know your athletes. And, and maybe even more importantly, that's just show you that you care, you know, what's, what's going on. How are things really going? You know, try to get them to open up and um, just build a relationship. I think I said this on a, a previous podcast, that might be what they remember most about wrestling. It's like, yeah, my coach really cared about me. You know, I remember when we had a meeting together and um, I mean, I, I still remember conversations that, that I had that, that we probably had too with, with our high school coach, you know, driving somewhere after practice or before practice. And, um, you know, those things have an impact maybe more than 10 or 20 practices. So that's important. Some individual meetings when you can, or small groups, breaking them down into smaller groups, getting to know your athletes. 
right? That's both addressing the mental side and also seeing what's going on in their life. You could troubleshoot a lot of things if you stay on top of those um, those relationships. Uh, you know, how's their, how's their relationship like if they're in a relationship? We know that many relationships have hurt people during the season. If there's a kid you know um, is into partying, you know, year round or something like that, or he, he is in the off season, you're going to want to stay on that. What are they doing? What's their life look like? Because especially during the season, you want them cleaning it up. Of course, it should be cleaned up all year round, but this is what you could do as the coach. You could make sure you're meeting with them. What's their nutrition like? How, how, is, how is their weight on a day-to-day basis? What's going on in their mind? How's their family life? How are they doing with school? So it's a lot of work, but especially with your starters. I mean, really with the whole team, of course, because you want everyone to know you care. So it's, okay, do you know how to do this? Yeah, you probably know how to do this, but do you have the time for all this? Maybe you don't. And one of the things a lot of people don't realize with our mindset program, definitely what, definitely the most underutilized aspect of our team mindset program, we're working with your team. Very few people are taking us up on the free, or you could say, you could say the included, unlimited one-on-one mindset sessions with your team. A lot of people don't realize that. If you're doing 12 workshops with wrestling mindset, that's 12 team workshops, but also unlimited individual work with your team. If I was a coach, and I was capitalizing on the wrestling mindset services. I'd be doing our, our large program, the 12 workshops, run them every single week. So this is something they're doing on a regular basis and mandate that our start, that my starters have to do this on a, on a, maybe, I don't know, cause I, I didn't give it enough thought, but you know, probably every two or three weeks they're meeting with the mindset coach, but the whole team, I would say has to meet with the mindset coach at least at least once or twice, at least once, minimum once should be really twice, but the starter should be going on a regular basis. They can, it's available to you. You should be capitalizing on it because it's a lot of work on you. You have 40 kids on your team and we're saying meet with them personally. That's a lot of added work. You're doing a lot of maintenance. So let us take that off your hands. Absolutely. And then another thing I think about is a pre-match routine. We got a little bit more time. Take use some of the practice time now and make sure that your athletes have a pre-match routine because we, we don't want it to come, you know, the first tournament, second tournament, first dual meet. And again, it's same thing as last year. They're, they're performing inconsistently. They're not warming up enough. You know, they're just kind of bouncing side to side. There's no kind of pre-match routine. They're not, they're not drilling before their match. They're not doing any kind of breathing. They're not having fun, right? They're, they don't know what they should be telling themselves, what works and what doesn't work. Make sure that they're developing a pre-match routine. Write it down and give them some time to practice that. Winter break is an unbelievable time for that. You know, stay after practice, do that before practice. Before you do your live wrestling, give the team 10 minutes. Sarah, let's get in, the, let's get in that mental state before you wrestle in a competition. You know, everyone should be doing their pre-match routine now. And then you go through the different elements, the dynamic stretching, the deep breathing, the element of fun. You go through that, you remind them. And then you give them some flexibility to develop that for themselves, but make sure that they have that. And it's not just people are just staring around like a deer in a headlight before they wrestle. There's gotta be a plan before they, those five, 10 minutes before they go out there. Right. Having a detailed and specific, again, that's one of our main um, pieces of our curriculum. It's a very important thing for everyone to do. It should be written out completely those 15, 20 minutes, exactly what you're doing, what you're telling yourself, what you, what you're going to eat an hour before you step out on the mat and, and all that. It's, it's just got to be planned going live in practice, making it as similar to a match as possible, giving them that time for the pre-match routine. 
Also, everyone should be going on the should be going live with their headgear on because that's how you have to wrestle in a match, even if you don't care what your ears look like. I would rather wrestle live with my headgear off. But if you want to win a state championship, you got to do it with headgear on. Get comfortable with it. Same thing with the singlet. That might not be feasible for a lineup of 50 guys, but you have some wrestlers that they have singlets because they wrestle all year round. Strong recommendation to them. Wear the singlet. Kick off even the shorts and the T-shirt when you're going live so it feels like a match. That's important. Big thing you see a lot of college teams doing that high school teams don't do. They have one day a week that's dedicated to matches where they'll have them go through matches, uh, especially your starters. They got to be doing that. That's important. It needs to feel like a match in practice. And if you have a guy that's a stud, you might need to be a little bit creative. You might need to keep keep score with every minute you change up. You, you know, you have a special match for them. Like for us, you know, we could have beat the guys with, you know, our eyes closed and hand tied behind our back in practice. Uh, well, guess what? You rotate a different guy in each minute and you keep the score the whole time and you send the hard guys on to the harder guys towards the end when you're good and tired. So find ways to put guys in positions where they're going to have to fight and they're going to have to wrestle hard. That's right. All right. I think the last thing, one-on-one -on -one training, literally from today through the end of January is by far when the most people sign up for our program. Obviously the best time to have signed up is six months ago, but then the next best time would be right now. All we have is right now. So literally, you know, for the last several years, there's, you know, between 30 and 50 people that are signing up within the month of the end of de December, early January. So now, now is the time. Now is as good as time as any to get started. But don't wait. Postseason's coming soon. The, the season's short. It goes quick. Right. Now be the time you want to get your weekly mindset sessions. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, throughout the year, it should be weekly. But definitely now, every single week, you're meeting with the mindset coach again to learn the mindset lessons, as well as troubleshoot anything that could be uh, going on academically, relationships, weight, technique, fun, all that, it all strength, nutrition, everything that we named before. So capitalize right now, do it now. So make sure you sign up. That's right. Like the bell, like the video, hit the bell. Give Subscribe us to Wrestling Mindset, give us, give us one of these. That's right. Make sure you share the video. That's, that's, that's good for the, for the video to, to boost up the number of views. And as always, we say, whether it's sports, school, business, or life, wrestling, not the least of which, mindset makes the difference. Have a great night. See you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.